Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dimes. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. In battle for son, Hunter Biden agreed this week to testify before Congress but with a condition. He insisted on a public hearing to prevent what he called potential distortion or selective leaks by Republicans. Hunter must have the Republicans mistaken. It's the Marxist Dems who are known to leak and distort the truth. Remember the sham J6 committee? The special counsel Jack Smith, Adam Schiff, Dan Goldman, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden? Remember any of them? In a letter to Congress, Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, criticized the Republican inquiry as a partisan crusade, accusing House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer of manipulating facts during closed-door sessions. Think about all the corruption of the Biden regime. It doesn't end. Lowell proposed a public hearing for December 13th, the very same date that had been set for the closed-door interview, or any other December date. Despite the offer, Comer rejected it, asserting that Hunter Biden should first speak in private, as does everyone else, but could testify publicly later. Lowell must have seemed to forget this was a subpoena, not a gentle request. And failed presidential candidate Mike Pence is back in the news. According to a leak to ABC News, Mike Pence sat for a closed-door meeting with Junkyard Jackal Special Counsel Jack Smith. Back in April, for Smith's fishing expedition into Trump, Pence told Smith that Trump hired a bunch of crank attorneys who espoused un-American legal theories and almost pushed the country toward what he called a constitutional crisis. Pence also told federal prosecutors that President Trump was acting recklessly on January 6, 2021, 
Pence also told investigators that in the first few days after the election, he never saw any significant allegations of fraud. Let us remind you, that wasn't Pence's description on January 4th of 2021, just two days before January 6th, when Pence said the election was rigged and that we're going to get to the bottom of it. Here's Pence then. I know we all, we all got our doubts about the last election. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. Pence has changed his story a number of times, but the facts show that Pence believed the election was stolen and he did nothing about it. And sources within the Israeli government are now saying that Joe Biden is reportedly leading a pressure campaign behind closed doors that would allow Hamas to remain in power after the war with Israel, keeping Israel from destroying the terrorist organization or removing their governing capabilities. Remember, Benjamin Netanyahu said, we will destroy Hamas in Gaza. This is in direct contradiction to what Biden's spokesman John Kirby had told us about what the Biden administration was doing. This is what he told reporters yesterday, that any ceasefire with Hamas opens the door for Hamas to take advantage of Israel. Here is Kirby being the lone honest man in the Biden regime. You know, all along, you've been very clear about concerns that a broader ceasefire would only benefit Hamas. Sullivan was pretty clear yesterday in saying that you know Hamas has been able to gain some benefit from this. How concerned are you that the longer this truce lasts, now six days, um, that Hamas will benefit? And how do you weigh that? It's a real risk. Um, uh, you have to expect a group like Hamas, a terrorist group, uh, which clearly doesn't abide by laws of war, will try to take advantage of any pause in the fighting for their own benefit. So we're watching that closely, as well as our Israeli counterparts. You can, you can bet that they're watching that closely. And our guest today is Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch. And Tom, it's great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. The Biden White House caught red-handed once again. The White House running a surveillance program allowing law enforcement to snoop on trillions of American phone records. This digital analysis service that gives the White House a singular access to all of these records that could amount to most of the country. It is truly extraordinary and dangerous. And I don't think most people had ever heard of it before. Your thoughts about it, Tom? Yeah, you know, under the guise of national security, you know, they're able to look at phone numbers, right? A certain subset of phone numbers, usually supposedly related to foreign intelligence or crimes, right? Right. And um, what they've done is they've kind of taken those numbers, say, well, who called those numbers? And then they look at the numbers who called those numbers and kind of branch out from there. <laughs> so it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon in the digital age. And as a result, uh, and we've seen this time and time again with government surveillance, is that a, a program that most people might think, well, you know, we probably do need to be able to do this in terms of being able to monitor certain numbers. But the government, you give them an inch, uh, they take a mile. And, you know, a lot of this was talked about around the Patriot Act. I don't know if this is specifically related to the Patriot Act. And, you know, I remember being skeptical of the civil libertarians here. But it turns out they were right. I mean, they 
they didn't want to use these systems to protect America. They were more focused on using these systems to spy on citizens. And indeed, um, uh, you know, the idea that millions of Americans would be caught up in government surveillance as a result of these systems is, I don't think anyone signed up for, uh, even supporters of the Patriot Act. Well, the the idea that you can have a program like this that reports into the White House uh, is striking. I mean, that has to be illegal. It's a political venture, no matter, almost no matter what, at least the, with the FBI and the DOJ, there is the fig leaf, the fiction that there is a layer or two from the political people, uh, from the uh, intelligence gathering, even on U.S. citizens. I mean, this is wholesale uh, access by the White House to a to a vast reams of data that they can use for political purposes, uh, for blackmail, political blackmail, whatever it might be. Uh, it's really staggering to think that this is, and, and then it's outside the FOIA, the uh, the Freedom right. of uh, Information Surveillance Act. Yeah, you know, I you know, our Judicial Watch's experience in recent years is that we've had this increased surveillance. And uh, concurrently, an increased unwillingness on the part of government to share us to share with us information about it. I mean, I know recently, for instance, uh, around the January sixth investigations, there were reports, and I, Congress and Jim Jordan are pursuing this as well, that banks were sharing data with the FBI about everyone's banking activity in Washington D.C., the entire area. So anyone who used their debit card or, or, or engaged in any financial transaction had their material sent over to the FBI. And we asked the FBI, give us records about what you're doing here. And they came back and said, this, that's essentially the equivalent of a state secret. We can't even tell you if the records exist. Mm -hmm. So there's right. this kind of, uh, they're doubling down on secrecy and this is just one of many examples of, of them acting in a way that, uh, you know, make Americans concerned their civil liberties and, and their Fourth Amendment liberties, right? You know, you, you have a right to be, you know, securing your papers in your home, right? That's not true anymore too often. Also, thanks to Judicial Watch, is an ever-expanding surveillance state and an ever-diminishing so-called uh, elusive right of privacy on the part of a U.S. citizen. Uh, I don't know where it ends because no one seems to have the courage to say, no, we don't want this anymore. It's unconstitutional. Rights have to be protected. I can't get anyone in the United States Congress to say on this podcast that we're absolutely voting against the, uh, the uh, 702 section. Under our constitutional system. Under 702, though, they've kind of just expanded it beyond all sense and reason, in my view. I, I, you know, I would look at these abuses and, you know, defund them. I mean, if you don't want massive collection of phone data, restrict taxpayer money for the program. It, it, you know, you, it, I think you can have your constitutional protections for the president to conduct foreign policy and engage in intelligence gathering, but you may not want to fund everything that can be abused in a radical way and, and, and include restrictions because this government has shown repeatedly that they can't be trusted. I mean, we see this with the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. 
which is somewhat which is obviously related to 702 in part, where I mean they were spying on the president, the president of the United States. They were using FISA to get into target, and you couldn't even get the courts to hold a hearing on it. So, so you know, I would love for somebody to explain to me why any of us should be willing to be spied upon by the United States government. Uh, it's a violation of our our rights. It's a violation of our privacy. I mean, are we such a cowardly bunch that we want to trade uh, our our constitutional rights for someone's uh, idea of security? You know, this Biden White House is not only, uh, you know, you're, you're raising all sorts of issues. I think you can have, you know, a vibrant security apparatus that protects civil liberties. I, you know, I, I believe only the government can't walk and chew gum at the same time, but most Americans you know, know better that, practically speaking, something can be done that robustly protects our security without subjecting $330 million to constant surveillance, but 330 million Americans to constant surveillance by the government. And did you, I don't know if you saw the Washington Post this weekend, Lou, but the, the, the Biden administration is concerned that Americans are complaining about inflation online. So mm-hmm. They're trying to monitor it and censor it, quite literally. Yes. So, I mean, this is what does that have to do with national security? That the White House is monitoring complaints about their inflation policies. Well, it has nothing. But then there's this is typical of the the illogic of this puppet impaired, cognitively impaired president. Whatever he's got is obviously contagious because the entire White House apparatus. Uh, has about the same sophisticated level of intellectual uh, process as does this president. Uh, I, I mean, they ex- first of all, they come up with these bizarre rationales and then expect people to actually believe the, the nonsense that they spew. Uh, and then you have the... <laughs> <laughs> the left-wing national corporate media helping them out, churning out nonsense, uh, and we're all supposed to ex- pay attention to the to the musings of a cognitively impaired, uh, compromised, corrupt president who is nothing more than a prop for a cabal of Marxists uh, who we all know and uh, I'm sure uh, could identify readily. I, what are we doing in this country? Yeah, I mean, we're in a, um, you know, we're in a crisis state. We've got this lack of respect for the rule of law by those who are supposed to be enforcing it. Uh, We have kind of brazen corruption that is uh, ignored, uh, even even by those parties that supposedly oppose it. you know, the Republican Party, for instance, the Republican-controlled House, uh, just before they skedaddled for a two-week Thanksgiving vacation. How, how many How many weeks did you take off for Thanksgiving, Will? I, I'm still working on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, the House took off two weeks. That's incredible. That's and incredible. so they uh, said it's an emergency, right? We've got this emergency budget issue. Uh-huh. So they fully funded the Biden administration and left town for two weeks. So every time... You know, all these complaints we have and all these but the frustrating thing is when I hear Republican elected officials make these make complaints like we're we're, like we're discussing here. And then they fully fund the agencies engaged in the abuses they reject. It's just incredible to me. 
We're talking. But I think they need to be held accountable to it for it because you know, the, you know, we know what's going on now. You know, it's not like it's twenty years ago where the budget process was some murky process that we don't know anything about. We all know the racket, and uh, the racket is complain about everything and fully fund it at the same time, and right. that's not acceptable anymore. We're talking with Tom Fenton, the, pres- the president of Judicial Watch. We're coming right back, and we're going we're gonna to talk about some of that murky stuff that we don't know about, but there seems to be a competition between the CIA and the NSA and untold other deep, dark agencies to have the supreme data collection uh, capacity and capabilities. And the result is a real, a real battle royal for taxpayer dollars. We'll be right back. Stay with us. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. We're talking with Tom Fenton. And Tom was talking about budgets for all sorts of things. And and the budgets that are least understood, least uh, recognized as important for the American public to know because of national security concerns, are certainly the budgets of all of our our intelligence agencies, and we've got them, it seems, in every department. Uh, But the big budgets, the big bad black budgets like NSA, the CIA, and they have segregated budgets at the CIA, which include uh, signal ops, human intelligence, et cetera. They go through all of of it, and they are in a real battle royal with the NSA to have the, uh, the dominant, data gathering, surveillance capacity, both in terms of storage and gathering. Uh, it's remarkable, Tom. And, and I don't know anyone, at least no one's ever let me know that they know, uh, what those numbers even approach. Uh, I, I can remember back in the day, the number was something around $40 billion, but that's been years, decades ago. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's around... It's probably like $65 billion when you think of all the intelligence agencies at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's the, after a while, the number becomes almost irrelevant, you know, almost comical in scope, right? And I, and I think the challenge we has as, have, has as a free people is that when you're spending as much money as the federal government is spending, and we can argue over the specifics as to what program is good or bad, but when you, you know, for instance, can you imagine personally having to manage the expenditure of a billion dollars? Do you think that you could reassure anyone, especially for, especially money that you don't have any personal responsibility for other than you've got a job, a salary job, 
that the money's being spent well. Well, that's what we expect from the government, you know, up, you know, exponentially in terms of the amount of money they oversee and spend. And as a result, there's this waste, fraud, and abuse that necessarily is is uh, almost inhuman in size because the overall the budget itself is inhuman in size. And uh, you know, my view is, you know, let's look. The easiest thing to do is just cut the darn budgets, uh, and that's the best way to get a handle on all of this. Um, and we can well, argue about I, what they do a little bit later. I resent. The fact that the assets and the liabilities of the Department of Defense, as was reported about two or three weeks ago, uh, don't add up. They can't balance their books. And the Department of Defense misses it by $2 trillion. <laughs> uh, I think they've got great in intentions. They've got good ideas about some portions. But I don't think anybody's got a clue about what's really going on in that government. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I think it's I think it's actually impossible to understand what's going on in government, given the amounts they're spending. Mm -hmm. right. and, you know, to me, that's kind of like a calculated decision and allows all sorts of misconduct, waste, fraud and abuse to continue. I mean, how many times, you know, how many stories do you see about fraud in program X, Y and Z? We're giving away money and we can't even guarantee that the people it's intended to are going to get it as opposed to uh, people coming in and fraudulently getting it on top of it. Billions and billions and billions. And, you know, it, it comes from somewhere, meaning our back pockets. And there's this lackadaisical attitude here in Washington, D.C. about it. And, I mean, you're kind of seeing that in the budget process these days where uh, uh, the increased and massive government spending over the last two years has been ratified repeatedly by the Republican House. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, and the Republican House under new management. Uh, your thoughts about how Mike Johnson is doing so far? I mean, he began the release of the January 6th videos, which is good. I, I think his challenge is that he needs to figure out, is there something over which he's willing to shut the government down or a government agency down over? And if he's not, then Biden and the left win. If he is, then there's a fight to be had, and uh, at least the public is educated, and you know maybe maybe you get a significant policy change. And but this current approach to me is an approach uh, that guarantees more of the same and the status quo. I mean, you know, can we at least agree we're not going to fund a border invasion, or we're going to defund the prosecution of Trump? We're not going to let the Biden Justice Department interfere in an election, and we're going to shut it down in that regard. You know, those are the fights I would be having, but I haven't heard any red lines from the speaker. And that suggests that, you know, uh, they say whether it be through a continuing resolution or an appropriations bill that's specific to an agency, if they're not willing to shut the agency down over a particular abuse, then, you know, then you're just arguing over how many deck chairs you put on the Titanic. Right. And and, and whether it's the Titanic, uh, Lusitania, whatever it may yeah. be, the ship of state, uh, it's decidedly in peril. And there's no urgency that I can detect in Washington, D.C. There's no sense of crisis, uh, even though we're watching the debt 
just mount. And the result is we'll be a debtor nation in perpetuity, but nobody seems to be bothered about that. And meanwhile, China, even though it is, it was supposed to have eclipsed the United States, and I, in my opinion, it will never, because it just isn't, uh, uh, it's too communist still to pretend it's capitalist, and without being capitalist uh, with free markets, it's not going to work for them. I'm sorry to tell Xi Jinping and his acolytes uh, in the CCP. Uh, that's a, it's a dream, a fevered dream. So we do have one thing going against us, and that's us. If we can sit here and blithely talk about trillions of dollars uh, sloshing around in, in the swamp, maybe we just need to move out of the swamp and just be done with it. Just leave everybody in Washington, D.C. and put this thing in, uh, I don't know, uh, Dubuque or somewhere in the center of the country. Uh, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say receivership. If it were in, indeed a private organization, that's exactly where we'd be headed. Uh, you know, when you and you use the phrase banana republic, you know, uh, many of us are concerned about the banana republic, you know, uh, way of thinking in terms of prosecuting Trump and, you know, Biden trying to put his right. political opponent in jail and the Democratic Party trying to destroy Trump through abusive process. But you also have a banana republican spending, right? You know, that's another indicia of being a banana republic. Oh, where sure. Spending is proliferative. And, and there's no control and the currency is being debased and all sorts of other things. And, um, you know, we're all expected to look at the crazed increase in prices that are being cemented and, and increasing still and be happy with it because the rate of increase is slowed down a little bit. But we've all taken a 20% haircut on our daily living expenses at, at least because of this, uh, because of this uh, spending. And so, you know, you look at these countries where inflation is 148 um, percent. Well, you know, America isn't quite that bad, uh, but uh, there's no excuse for decimating the income and the expenses of American citizens uh, and, and in terms of increasing them uh, with the with the economy we have and, and, and at its the government's behavior in this regard has been so reckless and 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 um, harmful. It's it's hard to get your head around it. Inflation is as harmful to democracy, the history shows, as anything that the left pretends they're concerned about. We're talking with Tom Fitton. We're coming right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
back with Tom Fenton. And Tom, you were talking about where we are with this uh, this great republic uh, and behaving like a banana republic. The truth is that there is also some benefit to inflation. Uh, it, but we have right now no way to achieve that benefit because we have a such a vast debt that we can't keep up. And we've also got rising rates, so we can't even inflate the economy in order to pay off our debt. Uh, it is a mess. And it do, and these things get resolved in time in, in a free economy. Uh, even one as uh, messed up as uh, this one is with a government spending uh, $2 trillion a year more uh, than what they bring in and spending a trillion dollars just on <laughs> debt service. I mean, it's madness what we're doing and no one seems to care. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm y yelling into the dark. Uh, somebody ought to pay attention here, but I don't see anyone doing so. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have inflation because you have a rising economy and the you know, the old fashioned approach where the economy's getting too hot and inflation's a little too heavy, you know, but, you know, Friedman has, has, you know, taught us that inflation almost always is a monetary phenomenon, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning the government's behind it. And in this case, it isn't because the economy was growing too fast or out of control. It was because the spending was growing out of control and it continues to be out of control. And it's uh, and it, there's no sign of it slowing down. And I'll tell you, the best thing that Republicans could do to curtail inflation is to cut government spending. Uh, but I don't I don't hear even much of that anymore. I, you know, and, and we have so many good conservatives, you know, not enough conservatives on the Hill, but a good number than there, many more than there used to be even three years ago. But they kind of have kind of gotten buried, you know, they kind of get conf they get too much into the budget process, right? And arguing <laughs> over the exactly procedures as to these, as opposed to these big picture issues that we've got to cut spending so prices go down. Right. We need to defund the programs because the government's abusing Trump and Americans and censoring Americans and allowing our country to be invaded. I don't hear that type of discussion, and as a result, they don't get the traction I think they might otherwise get. We are looking at a rigged electoral system, and the RNC isn't doing anything about it. We're we're watching the Republican Party behave as if, well, there's nothing wrong this time, when we know that there will be even more wrong this time. And it's a critical election. It's bizarre that they can watch, uh, as we were talking about the digital uh, analysts, uh, the DAS system that, that reports into the White House. We know that the Democrats are spying everywhere they can, and they're spying and sharing it with social media, who are spying and sharing that with government agencies and with political campaigns and parties. And we still want to scratch our heads and say, oh, tisk, tisk, we should be doing something about this. Meanwhile, history is being made, and uh, history is also being torn asunder, uh, and uh, President Trump you know, his uh, fate and fortunes right now are in the hands of complete idiots. The entire federal government now is going to be responsible for getting out the vote. We're looking at, what is it, four, five iterations of a Ministry of Truth. Uh, this time, uh, you know, it's the Department of Homeland Security. It's the Department of Justice. Department of State's involved as well. Exactly. And, and CIA was involved as well, the Twitter files show. The CIA was sitting in on these meetings where they were pushing uh, censorship of Americans on social media.
we always try to give our guests the last word, Tom. Uh, your concluding thoughts on it all kind of bring all of this uh, all this together, uh, this vast network of concerns and urgencies. You know, I, I keep on talking about Congress. You know, Judicial Watch is doing what we can do. We have FOIA lawsuits. Congress is often following our lead on these investigations. We actually sue. They ask, send letters, right? Um, but in the end, Congress is the one funding everything we're complaining about. And if your listeners concerned, are concerned about this, they need to let their congressmen know, you know, defund this. Stop it. You know, whatever whatever the issue is, they can defund the phone monitoring program. They can defund the abusive prosecutions of Trump. They're trying to gag Trump right now using the federal courts. They're funding literally the Biden administration moving foreign nationals by the millions into the interior of the United States who aren't allowed to be here. And and you know, it's it, it's not like these problems are insurmountable. Uh, but unless the American people demand leadership, they won't get it. And that's why I encourage people more so than they have recently, probably ever since I've been at Judicial Watch, talk to your House members, talk to your senators, and let them know what you think about this. And of course, support Judicial Watch because, you know, we know Congress isn't going to do the heavy lifting. Um, and uh, certainly with trillions of dollars in government spending every year, and a lot of it's so abusive. Uh, uh, Judicial Watch's work is as essential, if not is, is as essential as ever. Right. And we recommend that everyone follow Judicial Watch and uh, all of the great work that, uh, that Tom Fenton and his organization is doing for the country, for all of us. Tom, thanks for being with us here. We appreciate it. And, and God bless you. Thank you. Tom Fenton, thank you. And everybody, thank you for being with us today. As Tom Fenton was suggesting, and as we do throughout, call your representatives, your senators, and let them know your thinking and what you think of what they're doing. That number is the Capitol Switchboard, and they will get you to your representative or senator. Just ask. And here's that number. 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121 for the Capitol Switchboard. Again, the number, 202 202- Two two four three one two one. Please join us tomorrow. Our guest here tomorrow is Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer on the state of the congressional investigations, the impeachment inquiry, and the latest developments from his committee. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every day on The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and check out loudobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. And may God bless America. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.